Everybody, welcome to this very special episode of the Tim Ballard Podcast. I have a wonderful guest here, a good friend of mine, um, and uh, I'm going to let uh, Kyle tell us about himself first. Kyle Cease has done amazing things, amazing things in my life. Um, but first, who are you, Kyle? What do you do? I mean, a lot of people here already know who you are, but just... I, I mean... I was a stand-up comic for 20 to, I don't know, I guess 25 years, something like that. And I had a shift where I saw life differently all of a sudden. Like at one point in my in my years as a stand-up comic, I noticed how much I wanted the next thing. Like when do I get the next movie, the next gig? <clears throat> and then I noticed whenever I got it, I wasn't happier. Or it'd almost be like, how do I not lose this thing, Right. And I realized a lie that we live in is when something happens, I'll be happy. And we're constantly tricking ourselves to over there, things are going to be better. And everyone watching this right now can probably think of something in their life that they're thinking, when I finally get that money, when I get out of this problem, when I get that addiction done, whatever, I'll be happy. And I started seeing how much my mind was just creating that I'm in lack now, right? It's over there. And so the shift went from when something happens, I'll be happy to when I'm happy, things will happen. And by happy, mm. I mean that I'm present with my feelings, meaning like I also could be angry and hear the feelings. I can hear rage or lack or shame or guilt or whatever and be happy. And this opened the door for me to almost discover that there was a whole world that, you know, as I was connecting to myself, I, I let go of my addiction to circumstances a little bit. And bizarrely, the circumstances changed. I felt this calling to leave stand-up comedy in this in this realm and, and move to something higher. And as I let go of what at one point was my dream career and started really just being present with what I was feeling, um, bigger things started happening. I was suddenly combining comedy and transformation. And all of a sudden, it was creating my own field. Like I was suddenly speaking in much bigger venues, um, had book deals. I had a New York Times bestselling book. And started really enjoying combining comedy and transformation. A lot of meditation has shown me that all the pain that we feel is an illusion that still needs to be seen. I don't mean it's not real that you feel it, but it's trying to show you something that's deeper. And we often get triggered by something. And there's a reason everyone's triggered by a different thing. Because it brings up a different thing in our bodies. We'd all agree on the same president or the same politicians or the same everything in the world if the pain from the things on the external weren't inside of us. So why do we have different responses to different things? Because of the factor of what's going on inside. And the way that I see it is when we were kids, we experienced little moments of trauma. Whether you got yelled at, your parents turned away for too long, you felt abandoned or whatever. And your little child body doesn't know how to doesn't know how to handle it. So it actually creates a false identity to fix it. So for instance, if you were slapped by your dad because you had bad grades, you might go, I can never feel that again and you will get straight A's and you become this achiever and you think that's you. But it's actually a program you mm. created, right? To not get hit. And so we're running around like a bunch of programs. There's some people who are codependent because they felt abandoned when they were a child. There's some people that are avoidant because they felt their parents were enmeshing and they felt like they had no space. 
But then we make the mistake of going, that's me. Nope, that's a pattern. It's a software. You have Windows 95 in your body and you're calling it you. And what I think is going on in the world right now is life is trying to take the false us's away and the false world away to show us these false patterns that were in there. And I, I look at 2020 as, as the beginning of that really in a, in a faster way. And what I mean by that is I see self-help in the 90s and, and 2000s as think positive. You know, you had the secret saying think positive. And that was great. In that time, the consciousness needed you to think positive. And then you have people talking about higher vibrations and different things like that. But the negative still exists, and it's still an unseen pattern. And the way that we've worked in the world is think positive, but this energy that we're running from still exists. So inside is a boy that's shamed or a a girl that feels abandoned or unloved or whatever. And 2020 felt like the beginning of the breaking of all of our patterns. And I feel like up until 2020, a lot of us were like water skiing above the ocean of our soul with our circumstances just good enough, right? You had a job that was just good enough or you were able to travel and not have to go within. You were able to go to restaurants and not have to go within. And all of a sudden, all of us had to change how we think and break the way we did everything. And not that I'm for lockdowns at all, but like take two years and go inward and hear what's inside. And one of the things that is happening is we're starting to go, as we were in this positive thing, we weren't looking at these negative things, not only in ourselves, but in the collective. And that's one reason I think the sound of freedom is so big right now, is because trafficking existed 20 years ago, but no one was talking about it. It wasn't convenient to talk about it. And all of a sudden, the world is ready to start looking at their own crap, their own traumas, and the darkness that exists in other areas, you know, we've we've let go of giving our authority to the media a lot lately. We've met let go of that the we see through things in the government. We see things that are lies, and we're we're both finding things in ourselves that were buried there, but we're also seeing what was going on in the dark underground, yeah, in the world, yeah, and that just means that our collective lens is bigger. Imagine that you have a one-story house and you've spent your life keeping it clean. Well, it turns out there's a, there's a second story underground. <laughs> and the, the bad news is there's rats and dead bodies there. The good news is your lens is bigger, yeah. right? So, so we're now, the only reason we're feeling so much pain is our lens is forcing us to look at ourselves more. And we're seeing things that always were there, but weren't ready wow. to be seen. Wow. Now, I want to do something very unique that I wasn't planning on doing okay. for this podcast. Sure. We came in, we talked for a while. So I, I a, a few months ago, I was on stage with you. Yeah. I had a really cool experience, and we're going to link to that from this show so you can watch this. I was supposed to just go stand before your audience and tell them about uh, saving kids and how they can help us. Yes. Like, that, that was really it, right? And, <laughs> I mean, literally, as I was walking up to the stage, without your permission or anyone's permission... I just felt this inner voice. It was God saying, tell Kyle to turn back. You introduced me. Hand me the mic. I said, no. Yeah. You're staying on the stage. I don't know what's going to happen, but you're. I just saw that you're supposed to stay on the stage with me. Yes. We sat down and something happened 
that I can't really describe basically everything you just said. Yes. But you 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 did it to me. Yes. And so what I what I want to do, if this is okay, very again, this again, not planned. Um and and I'm I'm totally vulnerable and raw and I don't care. You can say anything. Can you kind of summarize just a little bit of where we left off on that stage? Yeah. And would you then be willing to continue to work on me right now on sure. this show? I'm honored. Yeah. Because it was it was miraculous. It was there wasn't a dry eye in the place. People some of my team that were there were crying and talking about it for weeks later. Like, what just yeah. happened? And because I'm I have that basement. And I think there might be a couple other basements below that basement. Yes. And 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 it was <laughs> Yeah, like we seriously. got layers of basements going right. On, right. And and you opened them up really fast and things were coming and happening. And I I mean I remember thinking, someone's who's watching this, they would probably think we we rehearsed this. Because it was so perfect. Oh, that, there was a couple comments. It was like this Which, can't by be the way, real. Means, this can't be real. There are comments that <laughs> I get that a lot. People think that when something happens miraculous on the stage, that it was set up. <laughs> And I got to say, first of all, if that's the case, you're we're incredible actors. Oh, we should be getting a, a nominated for Oscars <laughs> and like incredible every... screenwriters. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, could we have staged and written and then memorized that and acted that out? It's so funny to me. I know. Meanwhile, what we forget is, you know, when you go to a restaurant with someone, you don't have a set list of things you're going to talk about. You live in the moment, and things unfold. That's how life works. Yeah. You know. And there's a, a way that I work that's opposite of many speakers, and that's that many speakers, uh, nothing but love for them, but a lot of people want to know what they're going to say, have it down. And if you do that, then you're not hearing their heart. You're hearing something they memorized a while ago, and they're literally cutting God off in the moment and saying, here's a thing I prepared for you. Now, why would they prepare that? Because they want to do it the right way. And how do you measure the right way that you got something from the audience, that they bought your thing or they they, they approve of you, whatever? I, I'm lucky because I've been on stage for a long time, but what I've really learned is that the now is so much more profound than anything I could plan. And I live with it and I work with it. And I've done up to six-day events that were 100% not scheduled. I did the Dolby Theater where they do the Oscars two-day event, not one word planned. If I plan it, then I'm in memory, and you're going to hear my memory, not my heart, hmm. right? And and it's actually being used to bury my heart, right? Like, I'm actually going to bring a prepared thing so you don't see the true That's fear right. in my body, the nerves, what I'm really feeling. <laughs> and I have done these events so much that I, and I've done like, I've done 2000 one-on-ones in the last three years. I just stayed home and did a bunch of one-on-ones and found this exact same thing. All these people, it doesn't matter if you're a man or woman, where you're from, your story, your income, there's this deep rooted desire to see this thing. I, I don't get caught in the circumstances. Oh, you're this successful or you're this story or you're this victim achiever. There's a pattern of an unseen child that I can start to see. And you know where it shows up is through your acceptance of what you're scared of. What I find is like someone will go, I'm, I'm, I'm scared that, you know, and I'll go, what's the deepest fear? That I won't make money. And then I'll go, okay, so what happens then? Then I'll be homeless, right? This is someone the other day said this. And I said, okay, what happens then? They go, then I'm not enough. 
right? And you start to see this thing. So I get to this, the deepest one we can find. Okay, their biggest fear is to be not enough, like to their dad when they were five, even though they could be 50 right now, right? So the old self-help gets you to do something so you can prove that you are enough. What I like to do is go, tell the pattern that it's allowed to be not enough. Meaning you're saying, I'm with you even if you're not enough. I'm with you if you're a failure, right? Because the ego associates death to that happening. So there's one level where you could fail in something, but if someone has a deep-rooted fear of failure because as a child they were shamed for it, or their dad said, never fail, then they associate failing as death, and they don't realize that if you fail, there will be a day after it, right? If everything you're worried about or everything you hope to achieve in the world, there's going to be a day after it, right? We don't realize that that'll pass, right? But we go, that's the, that's the one thing I have to prevent. So a lot of people create success out of don't feel this thing. Well, the success eventually was going to have to fall because this thing's still here. And, and if you're going, I'm going to be successful because I don't want to be bullied. Well, you're still run by the bullies. And now your multi-million dollar business is based on not being bullied. But that's not God calling you. That's fear, right? So your fear of not being bullied created the success. Well, I'm a fan of when all that's cleared out, what God has for you. Like, what is the highest you with those patterns not there? And obviously, it's incremental. There's still patterns in my body. But every time I cry something out, I notice I feel lighter. I feel younger. I feel freer. I realize I'm moving more towards what I actually am, right, versus um, thinking I'm that past story that's just a collection of traumas. Right. And even though I've never got to experience with my memory being this, I'm moving to the truth of what I am. And what I am is so much more powerful than what I can do. In other words, what I am requires a connection with source and something that's so far beyond any accomplishment I've made in the past. But that me is capable of so much more than if I go, what's the greatest I can do? That's a pattern talking. And we've been loved for what we do not what we are. And the fact that you exist is enough for you to go, I'm worthy because I'm here. Like it's such a F you to God, in my opinion, to be like, I got to find my purpose. It's like, I made you. God's like, you're here. You are purpose, right? You can still find something that calls to you, but sometimes we give something outside of us and we make that our God. Oh, I got it. It's that I'm a trombone player. It's like, well, that's not your God. Like you're an infinite unfolding. And then I started realizing even the dark things are purpose. Like moments that you feel like crap, that's purpose, right? Moments that you feel like not being here is purpose. It's getting you to really go within and surrender and humble an egoic construct that doesn't even exist anyway, right? So for me, um, I like to live in the moment and I've, I've noticed that God seems to be batting a thousand at when I surrender and really go with the moment and don't be in a war with it, and sometimes I want to be in a war. Like that's uh, that scares a child part of me, right? Um, but when I do that, it's constantly miraculous. Like that moment with you was crazy, but the whole weekend was that. Like the whole weekend was just miracle after miracle, synchronicity, bizarre thing. Like it's an event that's on our our uh, membership site now, and you can see it. And you'll just watch that happen every hour like wow. someone comes up and everything they're saying that's wrong i promise you i can prove it is an illusion yeah. right and if you and anything you want help with i can show you we can just sort through 
there's an exercise David Hawkins once offered that's like, and then go, and then what? Right? Like, so everything will fall apart. And then what? No one will love me. And then what? Like, I can just see, and then you get more God, and then you're freer, right? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Or then you're, you're cut off from people that you don't belong with anyway. And then, then I'll be nothing. And then what? If that nothing is there, all of a sudden God has room because yeah. you're not some fake identity that you had. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, It's wow. like, there's an, it only gets better wow. if you understand it only gets better. Yeah. But if you live within the realm of your fear, it only gets worse, right? If you, if you cater to the fear, like that's the truth, and then you make a move based on the fear, everything starts to contract because you don't want that to happen, but you don't have the awareness to know that's a thing you have to feel through and heal, right? So for me, I, I have all kinds of fears, but the difference between me and, and my, my offer between us, hopefully, anyone that's here is someone that's willing to feel through their stuff. And, and some people is that I... I'm sometimes it hurts. It feels like I'm being stabbed in the heart, but I just get present with it. I'll meditate and I'll hear it. I'll just be quiet. I don't do something to fix it. You know, I don't, you don't want to just go get addicted to something or, you know, get someone else to tell you how great you are. It's just like sit there with this thing. And then it, it passes. And and you start to realize it's also trying to take me to a frequency to do things that that pattern wouldn't do. Right. Like if the pattern goes, I would never leap and live in this city, but the highest you wants to, the second you do it, the pattern that would never do that has to die because you're not listening to it anymore. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So if you say yes to the, the thing that's the truest you, and then you notice a pattern from your childhood, from your story would never do that, but you say yes to it, then it's not running you anymore. So the pattern dies. Right. So every time you follow your truest, in the moment calling, I don't mean some egoic construct of a purpose that you have to not feel. I mean, you'll hear moments where God just says, go, like when Mel Gibson called, right? Like, go, yeah, right? And you hear this, yes, I want to. And then all these things will kick in that say why you shouldn't, because that's the ego trying to stay alive, right? And, and if you follow the ego, then the ego has a stronger hold. And you can get more calcified as this small story in a, in a universe that's expanding while you're getting smaller and smaller because you're listening more to the ego and saying, that's my God. And when you, when you move with the universe and don't be your past or future story and just become now, it's almost like the universe is surgically removing all the lies out of your body every day. And so that's, that's what I'm about. And like, as an example, this thing I'm saying it wasn't planned, you know, I didn't script this for you, you know, yeah. and, and it's so it, which means to me, it's not me saying it, right? Like if the me, the story of Kyle has a plan, what am I going to say? But I don't, I don't want him to talk. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the now that's talking, yeah. you know? Well, And so this is, this is actually you talking to yourself. If exactly. we could go that well, that's deep, how it right? felt on the stage. That's why we're wearing the same shirt. Yeah, I, I know. I've, I've, I promise. Look at all my podcasts. I wear t-shirts every time. <laughs> this is the first time I, I do even, too. It's the first time I've ever even worn a dress shirt. We wore the same blue shirt. Okay, I want you to dig into me now. Sure. I mean, you did it before. I don't even know how you started. All I know is that you know my that the whole idea that I 
I've been a part of thousands of, of, of rescues, but the number's millions. Hmm. And I couldn't, I, I, I just was broken inside because of that. Yeah. And, and wow, what you did, we can't, I, again, we're going to link to that. You guys got to watch what happened. And it was, it was incredible. And I came home like on a, on a cloud nine, like it's okay. Yeah. It, it was okay. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, it, it's, it's okay that my little brother gets hell dumped on him. Yes. And to explain to the viewer, if yeah. you haven't seen it, yeah. one of the, one of the things we learned when we were talking to you is that you were saying like what you were saying, we we're talking about different things. You were triggered by different things that were going on. There was a guy in prison that was sending you death threats and everything. I asked you something. I said, okay, what does it make you feel? And you said pissed. And to me, pissed is actually a response to another feeling, right? You have to be pissed because of something, right? So you're pissed because like maybe you're hurt or whatever. And I could feel that that was the trigger. A guy saying to you that he was giving you death threats was a trigger and it wasn't about him, right? Because there's some people that get death threats and are fine. And there's some people that, you know, have a response that, uh, oh, this could mean there, there's so many different ways you can respond to something, but the trigger is trying to show you something deeper. So I said, is there something deeper? And you started telling me a story about when you were seven, that there was an attempted kidnapping on you and your brother. And I said, what'd you feel there? We didn't quite get to a feeling, but you said this sentence, which was perfect. You said, I was mad they were going to take my brother away. And then I started picturing you still seven, not letting them take your brother away, even though you're a grown up, right? And this is how we all work. Like, I don't want to feel that moment when I was seven, right? So we're, sti- we're creating a world out of that. Now, the world you've created with that fear is masterful. It's so good Jim Caviezel played you. I mean, the guy that played Jesus played you next because of how you responded to that feeling. So it's beautiful, right? And I believe that if you see that pattern, you'll only ascend. And I don't believe that that will stop the rescuing of the children. I actually believe in some ways the world mirrors each of us, like that we're almost in a simulation or something that when you clear that out, you move to a higher frequency. It's almost like you're moving to a different earth where it's normal that that's healed. In fact, it's kind of weird to me that after we did that event in March, it was a few months later that The Sound of Freedom is like the biggest movie of the summer. (laughs) It almost felt like the frequency change, you know what I'm saying? to you saying yes to that higher self. So what I had you say was something that a few comments came in, they didn't understand it. I had you say something that obviously I'm not talking about your literal brother now or anyone that could be kidnapped. I'm talking about the internal avatar of that moment that you still carry and have you say out loud on the stage, I had you say, they're allowed to take my brother away. And I watched as the you that had been unconsciously holding that moment, like poor you, like a seven-year-old was doing this for 35, 40 years, like just this, 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 you know? So I just felt like he had to stay alive. The, the child was staying alive in your body, right? To not, to not let them take your brother away. And that's a job he didn't have to have anymore. And that doesn't mean you're now going to stop rescuing people or that doesn't mean that it just means what if your child has been in charge 
and doing the best he could, a seven-year-old created your businesses and the, the you know, rescues and the things. And he now, lo- now can go. There's a video I have on my YouTube channel called The Funeral. And it's about choosing to say goodbye to a pattern that has been there for you and protected you, but you can see through it. Your pattern was this protector that was a seven-year-old that we say to him, thank you. Like, we don't try to get over him. We tell him, thank you. And for my codependent pattern that, you know, kept me close to my mom and bonded with her to protect me from things too, thank you to my codependency. And I sit there and cry him out, right? But our childhood patterns are running our businesses, our lives, our relationships, our money, everything. And there's a higher us. There's an actual you in your 40s that's here that doesn't have to keep that kid. So we say to that boy, thank you. And so when you said they're allowed to take my brother away, I watched you release. Like that not ever occurred to you, right? Like that had never, we never thought of that. It's It's so here, but we never think like, I'm allowed to feel unloved. It's you saying to the kid, I love you even if they take my brother away. Because all the kid wants to do is feel seen. Yeah. So when you say, I love you even if no one, I love you if you're not enough, I love you if you're abandoned, whatever. If you say that to it, it's only wanting to be seen by you. It doesn't care if other people see you. That's our ego goes, okay, no one loves me. I'm going to get everyone to love me, Right. Well, it only then when someone loves you, you hear their love and you love it. That's why it feels loved. But you can cut out this bizarre middleman of trying to get everyone's attention, you know what I mean, and controlling their opinion of you, and you become the space of love for that kid, right? And that's the com- that's the connection, the mean now accepting this boy, and the second I do, he dies. Like every time I tear up, a little more of him goes. So every time I feel pain, it's trying to get me to see what hurts. So for you, that was what was said. And so that was an amazing moment because they they saw you release. And then all these bizarre memories came up of synchronistic moments that you didn't understand. It was almost like in letting go of oh, them. Yeah, all yeah. these answers show up. This is why they have to see the video. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, also it's a crazy thing. That's where it seemed like it was scripted. We're like, right. oh my gosh, I got to tell you something else. And this, and they're all connected to that little kid who's suffering yeah that was all in there isn't yeah. that because that's what else happens when you release something it's almost flushing out all these other memories that you didn't realize were sustained in there right. like sometimes they'll, they'll feel why do i feel so stuck in this relationship and i'll get them to let go of it and then they'll feel like oh, it reminds me of when my mom did that or whatever right. you know and like all this information comes up and then you consciously see it because it's leaving right and so what happened with you was a miracle but miracles are normal to me like you know in fact i have an event coming up called miracles normalized i want it to be normal that life is miraculous it is i'm not saying there isn't a ton of darkness right now but the darkness that's here is darkness that was here we just see it that's the only difference so we're just really seeing it and our egos are trying to close it back up but our soul's going no i'm ready to see this so we have to say yes to these dark things that we're feeling because darkness doesn't even exist. It's unseenness. It, it moves from, you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. in your body, it just becomes unseenness. And that's why shining a light on it, like Sound of Freedom did, and you seeing that is us going deeper and us seeing our patterns. 
you know? So I'd be happy to do. Let's do it. Well, tell me what you're feeling right now. Phew. Well, I'll t- honestly, it's, it's, um, I've never been on a, I've never felt, I've never felt so blessed in my ability to, to, to bring to the world the, the light that I hope to bring to the world. Yeah. You know, awesome. whether it's through speaking now or, or writing or podcast, whatever, um, because the sound of freedom did something crazy. It, 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 it transcended just a, a story based on truth about yes. children being rescued. It's something's happened. Yes. A line has been drawn. I, I'm trying to still figure it out, but it's like, it's like these two sides have come up. Yes. And, and it's, 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 it's more inclusive than just human trafficking. It's about liberty in, yes. in, in general, liberating yourself and liberating others. And a conversation is now happening. So I'm like, this is great, but there seems to be this eternal principle that I, I hate it, but it somehow is true. And I want to start there, Sure, which is like an equal opposite reaction. Like for, for yes. every, for every great, wave of beauty that you get to ride yes there has to be an equal and opposite yeah piece of crap thing happening yes it's, it's someone someone described as a trampoline like as as far down as that trampoline goes <laughs> which sucks you might hit your butt on the ground even but you're gonna go higher you're gonna go yeah. higher yeah so i guess i can start with that i and and it's like god i, I my prayer every morning is help me just focus on the beautiful part hmm. because i don't have that i don't have bandwidth to focus on both. that might be an escape so, so one thing that we've done based on how we grew up with the old type of self-help in our lives and, and different things, in fact, to see it this way, like you have used following high callings and different things like that, and it cleared out all kinds of stuff and moved you forward. We saw that in Sound of Freedom and everything. What if now life goes, okay, we see the positive, but at one point, think of it as a ladder rung. You needed to see the positive to know how to steer your thinking. You needed to, that was a conscious shift. But now the next ladder rung goes, okay, don't use positivity. Cause I have a lot of clients that do this. They'll, they'll be like, this is what they'll say. They'll be like, I'm really hurting right now, but it'll be okay. You know, like I can hear now let, let's picture the hurting as a kid and they're a parent, right? Now, if a kid said to me, I'm really hurting and their mom like shut them up and goes, but everything will be great later. You're shutting this kid up. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. And a lot of times we use positivity to, you know, like, I feel like crap, but the bright side is, and it's like, well, the crap's still here, right? Yeah. And it's just as magical. This is the, it's hard to believe, but it's just as awesome. In fact, all my miracles are on sitting with that. Ugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so if I didn't, if you didn't have the ability just for a minute to also see all the light, right? And we were in the trampoline. If you, anything you want to talk about that you're feeling, that's the dark, but we don't have an escape from it. So I'm really with the kid, right? We don't have the parent coming in and being like, it's all, they're fine. You know what I mean? Like any, if you're wanting me to work on that, yes, dude, like yes. what would be, so what's the thing that's feeling dark? You don't have to, even if it can be circumstantial, but it could also be a feeling. Well, um, it's, it's it's basically look one one of my biggest pet peeves of, of all time ever everybody who knows me knows this is being falsely accused. Yes, I have been accused since Sound of Freedom came out. Everything except I haven't seen murder, but it's probably there somewhere. Yes. I've been accused of being a trafficker, an adulterer, a pedophile, um, 
a swindler, a fraud, a liar. Yes. Um, when I take a little bit of time to like look at it, it's almost like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like the headline doesn't match the content. Yes. They don't back anything up. Yes. You know, like the Salt Lake Tribune, for, for example, did a story. A couple, this is an interesting one. A couple weeks ago, I did a whole, my last episode, go watch hate mail. I get into the details of it. Um, I just go through some of them because they're so bizarre. You know, the sound of freedom, the title says, the sound of freedom is too good. Is, is, uh, it seems too good to be true because it's not. Right. I guess that's the... Well, there's also the, people that believe things are too good to be true. I believe anything that's too good, it, it, it's th- too good to be false. The truth is good, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, <laughs> like, the truth is good. Yeah. So, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, when people go, it's too good to be true, they're the same people that think we scripted the event, because there's no way the right. truth is that good. Right. That It's too... It's look too at, magical these, for these, my these eyes. These stories I've participated in are sensational. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they're not true. They are true. Right. You're like, the kid gives me the necklace with their name on it. Guess what? Yeah. He, he did. That's what happens and when I you have, follow your calling. It I becomes the, miraculous. Right. Yeah. And so the, the story just goes into, he, he uses court documents, which is like one-tenth of the story, because the people all pled guilty, which right. means the content, the discovery never made it too public. They pled guilty. So all you have is scraps of what happened. Yes. And if if if, if Tim said anything outside of that, he must be a liar. You know, that's just in one example right. of a hundred, right? And I'm reading this like, why are you treating me yes. so unf- I know I'm not a person to you. I'm just a concept now that Sound of Freedom is right. what it is. And you you get to ride the wave, this huge wave, right? And there's, there's two ways to get on the wave. Join the goodness and the truth of it or lie about it and try to get on the wave and say, right. look, he's a liar. You know, right. um, why does that? So it's, it's, it's that that gets me down. I wake up thinking like every day, what's the next shoe that's going to drop? What's the next false story that's going to hit? And I've had close friends walk away from me. Yes. Like, I mean, there's one guy who we were going to go into the spear fund together. Doesn't even talk to me. Just runs away, starts calling the PR companies of my celebrity friends. Did you know all these lies? Yes. Like, it's just the most, so when you have people close to you. Well, while you're really successful, there's no way to let go of you without justifying some way why that you're not in their life anymore so they have to make you bad do you get what i'm saying yeah. like in other words to feel better about what happened like do it on the light to help people do with their exes right yeah no they're crazy i just whatever yeah, yeah 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 you know what i mean like well you're if you suddenly become a household name and sound of freedom is one of the biggest movies that's ever existed i gotta feel better about that i didn't stay connected to you or that i didn't listen or i didn't whatever so I need to band with other people that also we can all connect together on our hate for you. That's just what happens. So how That's do how I, I get over this? Because what, so hey, I got you. Here's what I do, just so you know. Yeah. Like, I go to the individual. Right. Like, it's, 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 it's more difficult with my close friends. Some of my very best friends in the world right now are, are doing this to me. Yes. They, they are saying things. Yes. Repeating lies. They may be, maybe they believe them to their credit. I don't yes. know. But I go through their eyes. It's like, how could you do this? You've experienced this with me. You've been through this. You're the very one. In fact, you used to say, when when the hellfire comes, you know I'm on your side. Like, right. when it comes. Like, if they were sitting with me while this was happening, they isn't would have been like, bah, bah, bah. Isn't but it now awesome? they're over here saying, look at the hellfire. It must be yeah. true. And that's the part that's killing me. But so. isn't it awesome to have that clarity? Like, God's going, I'm going to show you, n- not their words, but where they're at. You know what I mean? And- 
I believe for you to succeed in, in a real mission that's pulling you beyond you, it literally goes, I have to remove everything you've ever been attached to that you, you think is the answer to your life and then get you whole as is. And then maybe bring a few really whole people into your life, but you guys don't uh, addictively need each other out of attachment or anything. Right. You're just whole leading yourselves because you're, you have God working through you. And then you have someone else that's doing that too. And, you know, if someone had to move from being Clark Kent to Superman, he's going to have to lo- literally Superman too, is he goes, I want to be with Lois. And they go, well, to be with Lois, you have to lose all your superpowers. Like the movie literally is like, if you want to be attached to someone, you have to stop being amazing. And, and same with Matrix too. He has to choose between Trinity and changing the world, right? The message is like you and your power is self-led and it's God. And so there's pain when it's like, this was my best friend. It's like, I hear you and I understand that. And I've been through so many things like this. And it's God going, hey, a lot of those people were people that you were thinking you were there for that you that they weren't aligned for you. Or there there's people that just like, it's okay. We're just creating space for a second. Because it's got something amazing for you. And maybe also you both don't have to, you you could just have love for each other from a distance or whatever too. And they're going through their own panic or whatever. And you don't personalize it. Like, could they be panicking about you and you don't personalize it? But I'll, I'll give you a specific exercise that came up recently at, at the March event we did. There's these three steps I have now. The first one is we, we grab the circumstance right? We look at the circumstance. So what I mean by that is, so the circumstance going on for you right now is as you become a household name, there's a bunch of people attacking you. There's a bunch of people that were close to you that are making stuff up, creating something, whatever, right? The second one is we now remove the circumstance, but go to the feeling, right? Because if you stay on the circumstance, then we use the circumstance to not be with the feeling, Right, I could all day grab a time when someone did something to me and then stay on them to not feel what it felt like. And then instead of me being with him, I'm still in blame at someone else, right? Mm -hmm. So if I, we go, okay, so we got the circumstance, that's step one. Step two, we now, for a second, we understand it's there, but we just put it aside and I go, okay, your best friend's leaving, people are talking crap about you, making stuff up. Boom. What do you feel in your body? I feel, I feel, uh, I feel sick. Sick. Okay. I feel my stomach hurts. Okay. Uh, my head hurts. Okay. Can't sleep. Awesome. Can't sleep thinking about, you know, you're supposed to be over here, you know, and it's, yeah. So, okay. So we go sick, stomach hurts. Okay. So what is the, if I, if I was to say to the stomach, which is where mine is too, Right. If I was to say to the stomach, if I was talking directly to it, I want you to picture this energy. This is the software of the boy, right? Because the grown you can handle this, but the boy you, right? It's like a frosted mini wheats commercial. But the kid in me, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the kid in there, like if he was to talk, what would he say? I feel unwanted. I feel unloved, dismissed, invisible, lonely, lost. What would, what would be a word he would say? Um, uh, uh, he feels... Falsely accused, he feels, you know, uh, misunderstood completely. Look, okay, let's go through. Look, let's go through misunderstood. That one's deeper, actually, right? Because falsely accused is true, but still has a little of the circumstance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So misunderstood, right? So I want you to say to him. You're going to say to the pattern in the body. You can say it out loud if you want. You can go. 
You're allowed to be misunderstood in my body. You're allowed to be misunderstood in my body. And what you're saying is you're with him or God's with him, right? Right? Like this is a new level of God that maybe not everyone around you was leaping as magically as you. I mean, you watch Sound of Freedom. Jim Caviezel's not playing all of your friends that left. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's a reason he's playing you because you're moving based on faith. And when that happens, not everyone's moving that way, right? Yeah. So the next thing is the love that you feel you lost or the misunderstanding from them. First of all, there's a wiring that they're your God for a second. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That person misunderstanding you is the answer to life. But if they understood you, this wouldn't be seen. Do you get what I mean by yeah. that? If yeah. they were there with you and stayed right with you, all of these patterns would still be here. So it would be attachment to being seen by people around you that would have stopped you from healing this thing. So we can actually see that wasn't loving relationships anyway. It was addiction. Addiction is here to stop you from feeling the patterns. So those friendships that are falling apart were expectations, attachments, and addictions that were stopping you from seeing a pattern that said, never misunderstand me, right? And that pattern is learning right now that if you say to it, you're allowed to be misunderstood in my body, you're saying, I'm with you even if you're misunderstood, which in my eyes is God saying, I'm with you. Like we're saying, we're moving based on faith. So God is with you even if everyone on the planet misunderstands you. You know, if I was with you at a restaurant and I spilled a glass of milk and we saw it, and you and I saw that that happened, and all of the world says that's not true, it didn't happen, but we know it's true. If every person on the planet but me and you said that's not true, does it make it any less true that the milk <laughs> spilled? Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. The truth is the truth. Yes. And you know, it's funny, I'm glad you're saying this because the few moments, I wish there were many more moments, when I feel total peace is exactly that. There's a mantra that I say mm -hmm. that I've, someone taught me to say often, I am seen, recognized, and accountable to God only. Yeah. And that is freedom. Right. And when I can internalize that, it's like, you know I'm clean. You know these things aren't true. Yeah. No matter how convincing it is to anyone else. Because the devil's very, very clever. Yeah. <laughs> at, at making something f false yes. look true, right? Um, and it's like, that's that's where I find the most peace. Where it's yes. just like, and thank goodness my wife has, has always immediately known what I'm saying is true. Yes. Also, right? Um, so that is a, a truth when you can get to that place where, like you said, it's me saying, you're okay, kid. Yeah. You can be misunderstood, but it's also, I'm glad you added God. Yeah. saying it too. And, and it further than my faith, Jesus himself, because that, that's when Jesus can actually take it away. Right. It's like, if I understand it and I'm with you, it's, it's gone. That's the power I have. And yeah. And what if you had handed authority to all these best friends Ugh. and then Jesus can't get in there? He can't get in. Right. Like there's no room. It's like you, that it says in the friend Bible, or those You people. have your reward. Right. You have your reward. It's not the eternal one. Yes. You have your reward in some kind of comfort that's not going to last anyway. Yes. If I can convince two of the 10 that I didn't do this thing. Right. <laughs> and like, and well, then because uh, even if you then convince them, your fear of being falsely accused is still there. So it's not transcended, right? Yeah. You just got the circumstances manipulated to not have to heal that thing. 
And I spend all my time, Kyle, seriously, it's, it's embarrassing, all, trying to take the manipulation and, and bring it to truth. I, I, yeah. I'll spend hours a day thinking, how can I do this? How can I bring this back? But it'll never work. Imagine <laughs> if you just said, okay, they all believe that about me. And I love that. They're allowed to like really see that there's no fix anymore because it sounds like your and mine too of the misunderstander is a fixer. Yeah. And a few years ago, I would immediately, no, that's not, you need to know this story. Everyone, everyone yeah. know. Yeah. You would tell me a story yeah. you went through, but you had too many people to try to explain it to. Right. And the more you tried to explain it, three more got converted to the lie. Yeah. It's, it's, it makes, and that's what makes you go on, want to go kill yourself. Right. You're like, I can't keep up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And, and, and one thing I said to you that I've learned too, because I've, I've wanted to kill myself several times and been very close several times. This is so big to know. It's not you that's suicidal. It's a pattern and we need to let it die. Like a misunderstood pattern is tired of running the show and it's allowed to die in your body. Because for anyone watching, there's so many people that are suicidal, but they don't understand it's a pattern. The real essence of you, the God you, the whole you is not suicidal, but tons of patterns are dying right now because they're no longer useful. And if you don't know this is what's going on, you accidentally identify with the pattern and think you want to die. You don't. You're the space. You're the now. And there's no person that they're suicidal isn't a pattern. And I can prove it. I've worked with so many people. And it's just big to understand that. I'm not saying if you feel suicidal to not call a suicidal hotline and get help. But I am saying that understand that a pattern is. It's not you. It's a pattern that feels, you're, I'm totally alone in this world because when people left, it feels like my mom left me. And so the child is sitting here going, my mom's gone. And that child suddenly becomes no longer necessary to run the show anymore. And so when I feel suicidal, which is a weird sentence to say, but I think it's a normal sentence in this time, <laughs> I just tell it like you're allowed to die in my body. And I sit there present, I'll go listen to silence for two hours and I'll, I'll feel it die. And that misunderstood will start to come to light if you lose the part of you that goes and fixes it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. If things are falling off, God's saying they're supposed to fall off. And your job is to not... So like imagine someone saying something about you. They don't believe you, right? Imagine if you go in and fix and prove to them. That's the misunderstood bringing a fixer in and it's still running the show. But imagine if you go, they're saying that and they're allowed to. They're, they're gone and they're allowed to go. And you just sit there present. You're going to feel for a while a little bit of stabbing, but you're going to transcend the misunderstood thing. This has been so freeing for me to go, they're allowed to think that. I don't care. And really, it starts to become more and more. It takes time. It's like going to the gym for a year, a practicing of I don't care. And then I meditate. Usually, there's some nights I miss, but I usually meditate an hour to two a night and usually an hour to two in the morning, mostly two in the morning before I do anything. And what's that? That's me declaring to the universe or God, I'm with you. And I sit there and I watch the patterns come up of feeling unloved or misunderstood or whatever, and they pass like a cloud. And I start to get, I'm the sky. And these patterns show up, they're like, but it passes. It's never shown up and not passed. But if it shows up and I stop meditating and go, I'm going to fix that, then the pattern's in charge of me. Do you get what I'm saying? And if I start the actions of going, I release that they can't say that about me. I release that they can't think that. 
you know, you start to get power. So what do you feel now? If you say to it, you're allowed to feel misunderstood in my body. I'm realizing my guts hanging out. If you're allowed to say <laughs> you're allowed to feel misunderstood in my body, what does it do? What is it? Yeah. Feel that. I like that. I mean, I, I, I go back to a place I recognize that I sometimes get to. You're helping me see it in a, in a, in a, in a, from a different angle, which is very helpful, which is that same, I am seen, recognized, and accountable to God only, only, only one God. Um, and that's how I start feeling this peace, mm. peace. And then, and then, you know what happens too? I'm picturing the, I won't say their names, of course, but I'm picturing those people. And I actually start to actually love them. <laughs> yes. I actually like, I don't, I feel bad for you and I hope, I really hope you succeed. And I actually love you. And then I can also say thank you for doing that thing, even though it was wrong. Yes. And you're, you're, you're wrong or maybe you're confused. Or what if they were right to do it for this healing? Exactly. Well, that's what I was, like, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. in the end in heaven, I'm going to hug them and say, thank you for being blinded to this or that or whatever. Maybe God did that, and it was a blessing for me. Yes, and somehow blessed you. I hope too. Yes, uh, because it was the it was the uh, disruptor, or it, it was the thing that even brought me to this place that I could uh, identify this this issue. Yes, that otherwise would never have been seen. Right, and for you to go where you're going, that misunderstanding pattern has got to be dissolved. Oh, it has to, right? I, I won't make it. Right, because then if... Because it's not going to be stop. scared to get bigger. Oh, because every time I get bigger, the more You'll they You'll sabotage come. it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a reason lottery winners often go broke is because they didn't create the inner foundation to match the external abundance that came in, right? The, to them, like, there's people that are like, you know, if you if you grew up in a family that says money doesn't grow on trees or it's the root of all evil, and then they're all poor... And then you suddenly win the lottery. That's death to your whole childhood. So people sabotage it or overspend or whatever and go back to broke because you don't know you with that kind of abundance. It's, it's not what you're used to. So imagine if before, though, they won the lottery, they healed that thing and stopped going, you know, basically what we think we are is our childhood. Like the childhood, we go, that's the world. Like the world is like my dad or even people make God like that person like like i hear people even in the spiritual community go i'm not sure which way i should go like what do you mean should is god gonna punish you or something like you know and and they're it's their dad that they're making god (laughs) you know what i'm saying and so what i'm saying is like as you do this inner work life's going for you to become what's coming for you life will mirror everything it goes i gotta heal these things because that's a pattern from childhood that goes, I can't be misunderstood or falsely accused. And I care what people think. And that being dissolved could take you to, so, and not that the ultimate goal is total fame, but where it's taking you to, it has to clean out the things that can't handle where it's taking you to, right? And so it needs to undo codependency on best friends. It needs to undo uh, even attachment to how life was before now right? Like those friends were in my life now. So like how life was, there's people that go, I wish life was how it was back in 2010. It's like, dude, you're attached to 2010 and you're in a, in an argument with now. And, and if you went to 2010, you'd be in a smaller lens. The only reason it was good because you couldn't see as clearly as you can now. Right. So you don't ever want to go backwards. Right. So when it's, what's it, it says, starts to feel relieved. It starts to feel love for them. Yeah. Right. 
What else does it feel? It does something for me that I just need. The minute the minute I feel that release and love for those for your enemies. I mean, this is why Jesus says, "Pray for your enemies." Probably right. I mean, he's saying the same thing you're saying. <laughs> love them, pray for them, because what's going to happen is something internal in you. I think one shift for me too was understanding I can love someone, but don't have to have them in my life. Right. You know, like I think that we go, well, I do love them, so we try to bring them back in, and it's like, well, we might be in different places. Right. You know. And they might not be adding to my life, and I might not be adding to theirs. So we can break off, and I can still love them. And that's my freedom. I mean, a huge shift in my life was when I saw the scene in the movie adaptation where he says, Nicolas Cage says to his twin brother, also played by Nicolas Cage, he says, in high school, there's this girl you really liked, and she was talking crap about you, and you didn't care. And he said, why is that? And the brother said, because whatever she says about me, she can't take away from me how much I love her. And then he goes, you are what you love, not what loves you. And this changed my life. You are what you love, not what loves you. Their opinion of you is their darkness, their pain, their whatever. Your power is in what you love. Do you love them? Not attached, not hanging out, not dating them like do you feel love for them inside your body because as, as wayne dyer says the sun never says you owe me it's just a hole and it's lighting the world the whole world <laughs> right and it's not cutting it off i'm lighting the whole world but you don't have to hang with things that are sabotaging your life but that shift is huge because i there's people that i always will love that are not in my life anymore and that's okay and my inner work, sometimes I get really triggered by them or mad and it goes up, oh, you're not loving them. And, you know, I do love them. There's some that I don't want to bring back into my life, at yeah. least right now. Well, what happens to me to answer your question, like what's happening right now, the first thoughts that come to me is all the wonderful projects that I feel I'm supposed to do mm. that bring light to the world. Like I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like, okay, I'm, for, I'm going to meet with the president of Honduras and Guatemala. They, rat, they, ask, they saw Center of Freedom. They want me to go see them and ask me how I can help them rescue kids. Wow. Boom. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Uh, there's several books that I'm, there's three books that I'm writing right now. Yes. All about bringing light to the world in, 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 in different ways. Um, I think about my family. Oh my gosh. I'm, you know, I'm going from this podcast to go hug my wife and kids. Haven't seen them for almost three weeks. That's what I want to feel every day. Mm-hmm. And the minute when, you, when this happened, this exercise, the minute I can love them and, 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 and talk to that subconsciousness, we might call that, that's the kid, right? That just can overtake you if you don't deal with it. I want to go do those things. Yes. I know that the spirit of God is with me when I want to do those things. Yes. And the worst thing in the world for me is when I don't want to do those things. Can you know the spirit of God's with you then too? Even when you feel like dying, even when you feel... I, I'm, no, I, I know I should. I don't know how to get there. If you and I close our eyes, these lights are still aiming at us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I believe they are. Yeah. I just, I can't feel it. You can't feel it. So check out that difference. Yes, you can't feel it. So what if we undo the attachment to feeling God? Meaning that it'll still happen a ton. But I know... That even if I close my eyes and see darkness, these lights are still aiming at me, right? And could I completely forget that I closed my eyes and all this stuff, but 
but still have taught myself enough times the light's still shining on me. Yeah. Right? One thing that helps me, by the way, I'm to remember this. If sure. I, in those dark moments, I pull my journal out. Mm. I, I document all the times. This, it's overwhelming, the interventions of God and his angels in my life. Yeah. And, and often what I do is the, the worst things that have happened to me, the most unjust things, I draw lines below and all the most beautiful things only came because of those things. Wow. <laughs> you know, only because of those things. And that's when I can get to that place of thank you. Thank you for being the biggest ass to me <laughs> that you could possibly have been. Yeah. Because if you hadn't done that, this wouldn't have happened and this wouldn't have happened. And yeah. this. And when we got into the story about the little boy Gardy. Yeah. Which yes. I never found him. But because I never found him, we kept going back to Haiti. And now I have two children who I adopted wow. because of that. And hundreds of children rescued because we never found him. It's 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 like that. How God how God works. Yes. Um, but that's one thing that has helped me is when I can't see the light, go remember. That's why I think document, 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 write, write, journal, journal, journal. Because you can go back and say, oh yeah, he did this, he did this, he did this. And even with my eyes closed, I can start seeing the light. Does that yes. make sense? Yes. And that's your power is like when we choose to move in that truth. Like in other words, when you choose to move in, they talk crap about you and that's fine. Then all of a sudden this whole new world births. I mean, it's so, f isn't it funny to even, I mean, still we need to feel through it, but it's so funny to be like, you're, we could even find lack that these people are breaking away in a time where literally you're like, I'm with the president of Ecuador and Honduras, and the <laughs> number one movie, right? It's like, yeah, I see what it's doing. It's elevating everything. Like picture a car come, when a crane pulls a car out of the ocean and all that water comes out. Yeah. Like that's the water. It's you're out it's pulled out, but all the water's got to fall out, right? Yeah. And it's getting lighter and lighter as it's, you know, and we have a lot of things that were ladder rungs in our life. Like those friends were necessary for that part of your life and the things that you did on the way up. But think of it as the I, I'm full of analogies today, apparently, but think of the rocket ship that gets to space and then lets go of the bottom half of the rocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you needed to get up yeah. and you needed those people and the, and the life to get you to this, but now you're in space. And it's like, we got to knock this off. But if you, if you really understood that's what's happening, this is exciting. You start to really move with God and go, okay, if you're, if you don't understand, this is why this is such an important talk because if you don't understand this, you just think life is beating you up. And I think the reason the world's in absolute chaos right now is because people don't understand that life is trying to remove the things you no longer need from your life that you're identified with as part of your identity that isn't a part of your identity. And so if you get excited about what God's trying to take away, it could be getting you sick to get you to get present for a pattern that's in there. I think some sickness even comes from stuck energies and patterns and different things. Like, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. It goes, I'm going to make you divorce that person because I need you to meet yourself and then you'll find someone that's more aligned or whatever. And you start to have this understanding that everything is on purpose and it's funny because as you've been going through all this, I've been like, I'm like, I'm here if you need to talk because I get it and I, I I understand it. And, you know, I'm honored that I was able to even do that session with you in March and then we can have this talk here because, you know, I I feel my work 
is primarily in support of the butterflies in the world. And what I mean by that are people that are guided as artists or by God or creatives or that are empaths that feel really big and that they're trying to break off of caterpillar energy. Do you get what I mean by that? Yes. Because when a butterfly hangs out with a caterpillar, they can only go at the pace of a caterpillar. And all of us need to hit our lows to go into the cocoon. And if butterflies would just start flying and stop trying to get caterpillars to get them, but caterpillars can't because they don't move like the butterfly. And I don't mean that condescendingly to anyone, but that showed up from my childhood being my mom being such an artist and a genius and creative. And I felt at times like she would stop doing that and just start watching CNN and start watching, you know, and, and sometimes date people that I felt just weren't calling to her highest. And then if I wanted to take a trip with her, she'd check in with them and I'd felt her butterfly wings getting clipped. Mm -hmm. And I, and I wanted her to free herself from the things that she was shrinking herself by, you know what I mean? And I get excited to liberate people that have felt some connection to source and 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 just remind them that they have permission to not have to be in a stagnant shit relationship or a stagnant job, you know, and and really follow that thing. And, you know, that's why when you were going through everything you're going through, I'm like, I'm right here, man. You're you're doing the most butterfly work. And and life is is pulling everything off of you that moves like a caterpillar. And by caterpillar, I mean moves out of fear. I need to move based on protection of myself versus move and feel and transcend the fear to get even more connected to God. That's the difference. Do I, do I cater to the fear and move in or do I transcend it? I know I said that, but like, you know, I see how you move and I know you and it needs you connected to, I mean, you're literally designed to move based on what God says. So it goes, I need you to remove any remaining attachments. Any remaining attachment, like a barnacle in the way. Oh, yeah, because God has told me to do things that nobody could understand. Yeah. My team doesn't understand. Right. Until there's the fruit afterwards. Like on rescue, I won't get into details, but like I've done rescue operations that my entire team was like, stop. We are not going to Mexico. Right. I'm like, yes, we are. Yep. And, but you don't, this is the only part of the plan I've been given. We're going. And then some come, some don't. And then something amazing happens. Yeah, I'm actually thinking of the 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 story in Hidden War that you were actually an executive producer of that would be coming up. Like that, if you knew the background, yeah. I was being stopped at every turn by people who loved me, or you know thought they. And it's just like you you can't have those attachments. And yes, and uh, uh, I, I'm going to tell a story that's interesting. That maybe it's a little risky to tell, but it has so much to do with what you're talking about. And, and, and detaching, I'm thinking of uh, you, people, God blesses you with people and it's an adversarial relationship even sometimes. But thank, thank you. You think, the rocket thinks that bottom piece. Yes. And, and it, it'll never see it again. Right. Never, they never get reunited. Right. And I hope you love me and I love you, but I, it's, uh, bye. Yes. Because I got to go do this and you got to go do whatever you're doing. Yes. I was in Ohio a couple of months ago when it was kind of the height of some of the 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 falsehoods and things and and the movie was, and the movie was had had not come out yet it was just about out. to come out but it was starting yeah and I was like what is going on um and it, I was really in pain 
Like I remember getting on the stage, I had to speak at an event, and I I I remember standing up there thinking, I got to speak for an hour. I, I can't speak for two minutes. Like I was I was I was pulling back tears because of something that just happened mm. uh, uh, that I would have considered a, a an attack. Um, and uh, and I went and I, I missed my flight to come home, and now I'm even more depressed because I just I could go home and see my family and. But every time I miss a flight, there's, I don't know why this is because I travel so much. I always say to myself, okay, God did this. I had to miss it for a reason. Mm. Actually, the, the flight was canceled. And okay, something's going on. I got to learn something. Some, so I go back to the hotel and I call my wife. I'm like, okay, I'm here for another day. What, what do I do? <laughs> and she goes, go find a temple. So I'm, I'm, a, church, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints Mormon. And we have temples that we go to. It's, it's a reset for me. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a, it's, it's a refuge. And so I'm like, okay, okay, I'm going to go find one. So I, I Google, you know, temple, LDS temple, and there, there's a temple 20 minutes away, 20 minutes away. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got Matt Cooper, my buddy with me. Let's get in the taxi. Let's go to the temple. Well, this is a unique temple, a very unique one. In fact, it's one that I couldn't go into and I knew I couldn't. It's called the Kirtland temple. It was the uh, first temple that was built by the founders of my faith here, mm-hmm. here in America. It was built back in uh, 1830, early 1830s. It was, it was completed by 1836. And, uh, and some very miraculous things happened there that were part of the, the, the foundation of the building of, of our church, of our faith. And, um, and these were poor people. The, the, the Latter-day Saints at this time, they were mm. beat up, they were being moved, they were refugees constantly. And they, they wanted to make this, this building just beautiful. Mm. And they took their favorite china, okay, and they broke it in, up and just so they could put some, some texture and some kind of brilliance to the, to the plaster of this building, right? That's how much they cared about this place because it was going to be their place of refuge and their, their portal to heaven, and so they get there and some beautiful things, some miraculous things happen, which I don't have time to get into, but um, there's, there's, there's revelations that happen that were written in a book and I'm, I'm reading them. So I show up at this place and I'm looking at it, brokenhearted, just thinking, what, what, what has happened? You know, my friends have, have, have left me. You know, the, the people that I, the vehicles that I uh, wanted to work with don't want to work with me. And I can't understand it. Mm. Right. And not just one, many, many different, different groups of friends and other organizations are like, we don't want to work with you anymore. Why? Cause the sound of freedom is not the right message. Like what? Like just crazy. Like it's, yeah. it's the wrong message because, Oh, it only talks about the 10% of kids who are trafficked. But what about the other 90%? I'm like, well, let's talk about them too. But the 10%, these are real kids. Like all these yeah. weird things happening. Yeah. We're like, you don't want to be part of this. Cause I want you to be part yeah. of this. And so. The vehicles that I was identified with and I thought were my identity. Uh, And not that they're bad. They didn't become bad vehicles. It was just like the rocket. This we got to go somewhere else, right? And I was sitting there and um, the guy was with Matt Cooper who was, he co-hosted the last show with me. People know him. He's crying because he's feeling this too. And, uh, and all of a sudden, after three hours outside this temple, this Kirtland temple, there's just this building. Well, what happened, 
after the mirror, after the, the things happened that God needed to happen, okay, according yeah. to my faith and my belief, they were kicked out. They were kicked out of Kirtland, Ohio, and they ran for their lives. And this beautiful temple became a barn. Mm. Someone just confiscated it and made it a barn or whatever. And, and that's why you can't go in it today. It's just like a historical building. And I remember looking at it with a crying Matt Cooper, my, my arm around him, and said, Matt, look at this beautiful thing. Uh, this was an awesome vehicle. It served a purpose. But then they moved, and they found another vehicle. And look what happened. And I started reminding him what happened. There was another temple, and another one, and then another one, and now there's hundreds. This one served a purpose. Don't get attached. And this was the lesson to me. Don't ever get attached to a vehicle. That'll that'll destroy you. Yeah. Right. And that's and that's the part where you look back at the at your friends or former friends and you want to attach to them, which is the circumstance that you'll never fix. Right. Yeah. You'll never fix it. There's nothing the leader of the church, Joseph Smith, okay, could have done to go back and and fix the circumstance that led to him losing. And, and all of the community losing their temple. You can't fix that. So yes. what do you do? Well, you do what you just told me to do. Yes. Right? You don't attach to a vehicle. The only vehicle to attach to is source, God, Jesus. Yes. That's the only vehicle you want to ride. Right. right? You know, <laughs> in 2010, I went on, and no part of me is saying this is what someone should do. I just mean at this time, I went on a raw vegan diet for a year. I, I ate full raw vegan for a year, didn't eat anything other than that. And it absolutely at the time changed my life. It like I went from 220 pounds down to 150. I could I could do anything. I felt so good. I it changed careers in that time. I went from stand up into to evolving out loud. Then I remember how good I felt. And five years later, I was starting to gain weight again. I was feeling off or whatever. I did that diet again. Didn't work. I did the same diet. I started gaining more weight. <laughs> I would do the same thing. And it was like God was saying, that was a ladder rung to get you out of an old pattern, but don't make the diet more your God. Right. Right? And because I'm teaching you new things. And when I ate that way back then, it like opened a door for me that was totally freedom. And I had like 12 years of doing Evolving Out Loud a certain way. And I feel like I was really good at, in a way, becoming this space holder and helping people in hearing. And what I'm really fascinated by now that literally birthed around when you came in March was the beginning of me accessing my masculine side a little more because I've kind of got this Mr. Rogers able to hear feelings thing yeah. <laughs> that I'm very proud of. Yeah. But I literally started switching diets. I, I'm not saying this is the diet either, but I noticed I had to start eating meat again and I started feeling really good and I felt like it was grounding me. And I'm not saying that's the diet either. I'm saying follow right. God. And I switched from driving a Tesla to a pickup truck. And now <laughs> I have raised a bunch of money to help rescue kids. And now I do jujitsu yeah. and I'm not <laughs> any of those a year ago. Yeah. And I, I am fascinated by how God was like, yeah, that thing that worked 10 years ago was for 10 years ago. Right. And, all the things that you had were for that time. And the factor, I believe now, of why everything became miraculous in 2010 when I ate that way was because I was evolving, not because of the diet. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. And if I keep bringing up the same diet, I'm not evolving. I'm getting attached to 2010. Yeah. 
And if I keep doing it over and over and over again, I'm going back down the ladder to hit that rung that worked once. But it worked because I was grabbing that ladder from here, but now I'm grabbing it from here. And it might say eat that way again, but it has to be a calling in the now, not go back to that way that worked. And all of a sudden, I'm like, there's a whole masculine side of myself that I have never tapped into. The old me a few years ago would keep friendships so that there wasn't a problem, meaning like I'd keep the peace with someone while I bury what I actually feel. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean by that? Like, just like, yeah, let's just so they don't make something up or whatever. Don't crap on me. Yeah. I'm going to just keep peace. Okay, I got peace with this person. This person. (laughs) The me now actually really is into protection and boundaries and is able to say, no, you're not safe. You don't care about my inner child. You know, you don't care about like I can see I'm bearing my inner child by keeping that friendship. Right. So I got I've never had this desire for protection and boundaries. But I I mean, I've been to a couple hundred jujitsu classes now and I'm like actually like excited about the me that can go in and protect. That's the thing that you had. It's interesting because I feel like March when you came to that event. I got more into the masculine side of me that could could go actively do something like rescue kids. And you got into the the softer side. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But it was like, we were like, okay, let's just switch right here. <laughs> it's true. Because there's a me that I I don't know. And it's almost like the way I see it is um, I, I'm fascinated by right now. I believe every one of our parents did the very best we could. But I'm fascinated by the premise of becoming what I wish they had been. Like if our ego goes, I wish my parents were this or saw this. It's not that they should have been different. It's that I feel that because it's up to me to become that. So I'm fascinated by becoming, even though my dad did great for the time he was in, I'm not saying anything bad about him. I want to become the dad that I never had and like become that dad to this inner child, become that for my daughter, right? That's what's calling to me at the moment. That's the next level of my yeah, evolution. But if I pull out 2010 again and do that again, it doesn't work. It goes, right. yeah, that's that's backwards. Right. So that's the temple story. That's the same thing, yes. right? Like yes. it's the, if you go back with those friends that are not in alignment, it's like, I'm teaching you growth. I'm teaching you the growth of that ladder rung isn't necessary anymore. And weirdly, they're being replaced by Mel Gibson and Tony Robbins. And you know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> like, you know, like God's going, here's who your friends are now. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so it's still replacing them with a book deal and things and higher connections. And, you know, one thing, you know, again, not saying anything's the answer, but one thing I thought was so beautiful in Sound of Freedom, which, by the way, I bought a, uh, I bought a hundred tickets for 1500 when I went there, (laughs) when they said buy more, I just was so excited to, to do that. But one moment in there that I know there are many moments of tears, but I was so touched by your wife's support, like that she pushes you to like in an agreement with what God's saying. Right. You know, when she texted you, I feel like she's one of our own. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. I was bawling. That's a that's a craving I have as someone that's yeah. like if I'm if I'm going to go into the jungle <laughs> that someone's hearing and making my purpose or my mission higher than you know the fear you know and that like gives well, you permission to follow that well, something about Catherine, and i've repeated the story so many times i've told it in spanish mm-hmm. 20 times over the last two weeks <laughs> wow. 
because um, she does what you're teaching. Mm. And she's trying to teach me to do it too, mm. which is she, she's so good at it to not get mad at the haters, right. but embrace them, love them, and be grateful for the thing they helped you do. Yeah. But stay focused, deal with your soul and God and let Jesus come in. That's how it works. Because that's it. And yeah. then he'll put you on the vehicle. Right. In fact, Sound of Freedom is a story that the vehicle, the vehicle of the U.S. government was awesome for 12 years, but there's a new vehicle now. It's, it's this thing that helped me do what we do in Sound of Freedom. Now it's another thing. Yeah. But if you never get attached. Right. Um, and she's so good at detaching from everything but God. Yeah. And so there's a, there's a piece of the story that I want to tell. Um, one question I get asked often in the media is, if there was one thing they missed in the movie, what was it? I said, oh, that's easy. That is the easiest question. Um, there's a scene where Mira Servino playing Catherine just says on the phone, okay, then you quit your job and go rescue those kids. Right. And that's it. I'm like, well, it was a little more complex than that. Yeah. Because the true story is I did float the idea, but I only floated it as, as and I hate this because I don't like people that do this, but I was doing a little bit like a little virtue signaling. In other words, I don't really believe this. Right. I, mean, I don't want to believe it, but I have to say it. Because I do know that if I were, were to quit, I know we'd have success, but I don't want to quit. Right. And so I, I put, I, this was mean. I put it on her. I'm like, well, we could do this, you know. And her line was supposed to be, are you kidding me? Mm. Get your butt home. We got six children and six mouths to feed. And I, we got like $3,000 in the bank. Mm. Like, what are you, who's going to pay for this? You know? And she didn't say her line. Instantly. Yeah. She said, Are you, well, well, if you stay and do this, will the kids be rescued? I'm like, yeah, but I got six kids I got to rescue. My kids from starvation, <laughs> you know, whatever yeah. I'm coming up with. And she's like, wait, wait, wait. She's like, Tim. Um, and we had, have, we had actually had many experiences leading up to this that we already knew. Uh, well, I should have known. Yeah. And I did, but I'm just, I was a coward. And we fought back and forth for a while um, to the point where she actually had to get righteously mean. I guess we can call that righteous indignation. And she said, I don't care if we lose our house. I don't care if, we, if we're, on a we're living in a tent. I remember those exact words. I actually thought to myself, where would we live in tents? Like maybe Hawaii? Could we get tickets to Hawaii and live in a tent? Like I remember thinking <laughs> like, already at, yeah, I'm like, we're, okay, tent, so we're homeless. <laughs> yeah, like, where's the tent going to yeah. be? Um, and she said to me these words. It was the second week of December, 2013. And it's, this is not paraphrasing. This is direct because it was like, it was like she was speaking some kind of scripture to me out of God's mouth because it was like my whole body froze. She said, I will not let you jeopardize my salvation by not doing this. And it was, and, and it, you can use that line, by the way. Anyone can use that line, but it doesn't work unless the person means it. Because otherwise you just laugh at them. <laughs> well, yeah. On, if it's not out of that intention, it could be used to control someone. Like, you I mean, can't do, but, but that's it the truth. Have, it's well, freedom. It, it was the truth of it that bit me, uh, of that she, what she was saying was truth. Brilliant. And I remember thinking, wow, you, you, you really, um, you really believe that. And, uh, I guess it doesn't matter. Everything else doesn't matter. Yeah. But, and it was the same lesson we're talking about. Don't be, a, I don't, I'm not attached to 
that vehicle. It's the it's the most powerful vehicle on the planet, the U.S. government. Right. No, no, you don't even need that. God's bigger than that. Yeah, and and uh, and when she said it, and she meant it, um, and they said, "Well, why isn't that in the movie? That would have been so awesome." Yeah. Like, and I said, "I'll tell you exactly why we tried. We tried, but <laughs> the problem is they only had two hours, and that wasn't enough time to rehabilitate the whole me as a coward." <laughs> Right. into a rescuer like it was right. too it would take too much time so we I had they had to just leave it at that but to me that's the core of the whole story and it's the lesson i'm still trying to learn wow so wow that's a i mean that's exactly right it's like i'm here like there's a great quote maya angelo says which is love liberates it doesn't bind right true love liberates and your wife was liberating you to follow a thing that your soul was hoping you'd follow and yeah. your ego is screaming no yeah. and and using and by the way there'll be so many times too that the opposite will happen like there'll be times where you'll hear a mission to go rescue kids or or some type of work thing but your calling will be to be with your family and that will be the higher right, right? that'll be the the switch in the diet it just happened yeah i'm supposed to be in london at the premiere huge premiere yeah and I was like, God's like, nope, guess what? You get to miss this one. Yeah. So you can be with your family this weekend. That is so. I'm like, really? It's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, you're talking to me. And yeah. it doesn't matter what the world would tell you is the most important thing. Because you following your highest changes the world. And if it, it doesn't necessarily look like it will at first. But there's people that are doing these rescues and going in and doing all this stuff. And sometimes they need, actually, no, it'd be higher to miss one. And go, you know, someone else will get it, or there's right. another way. But like, you know, and that you got to hear that the right way because that can be mis that can it's be amazing. spun. But like, I've I've talked to people before that were going to go on a specific mission, but I could hear their soul really wanted to be with their kids, and they were like, "No, I should go, I should go." And then they told me, "Well, one time I went on it ten years ago, and it changed my life." And I heard the ladder rung thing there, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, but your soul, I can feel it. You're now in a have to versus your calling. Like a, a have to versus like what you want to do, what your soul wants you to do. Yeah. There's a thing I've I've created, which is there's three levels of life, I believe. There's probably more that I don't know about, but there's there's the life you don't want, the life you do want, and then the life God wants for you. So the life you don't want is like, whatever, you work at a place you don't want to work, you wish you were a superstar or dating someone amazing or whatever. Then there's a life you do want. I feel like LA is full of that, right? There's a lot of, you know, they got to live their dream of becoming an actor or a singer or whatever. There's a life that you want. You're an author, you're, a, you're whatever it is. It could be amazing. A lot of the life we do want comes from preventing trauma. Meaning like when you're a kid, you might fantasize about something to not feel the pain that you're feeling. People will be in pain and go, one day I'll, you know, and then they have this fantasy. So sometimes the life you do want is great, but a great reason to achieve it is to learn there's even higher, which is the third one, which is the life God wants for you, right? And the way I maneuver that one is by feeling the way you do. Like we both literally have the, like you just said, when you talked about Zig, your family, you just said, God's like, do that. And you're like, really? Like people watching this are like, that's literally what you're doing. You're talking to God. And that's what I'm doing too, right? Like, and so the life that God wants for me, like the circumstance looks chaotic right now. And then the ego wants to fix it this way. And the life God wants will be like, don't do anything. Or I got something for you. Or say yes to this thing that you don't understand. Or say no to this thing that you usually would say yes to, right? And that's, that's 
That's where you're not in a linear timeline with a goal that you can see what it'll be in a year from now. That's you just like getting on an elevator and not knowing what floor you're going to and then going to this one and this one and you stop moving with this mental egoic goal that I'm going to make a million dollars this year or whatever because the life God wants for you takes you to different frequencies that's bigger and takes you to a different planet than the life you want because if you have a life you want, it can be great and serves a purpose so please follow it if you want but there's an egoic construct that can see what it wants. 20 years ago, when I was a stand-up comic, if you showed me what I'm doing now back then, I'd be so weirded out. <laughs> you know, like like the me at yeah. 25 doing comedy clubs, if you ask that guy what life he wants when he's 45, he'd be like, well, I'm going to be doing stadiums for as a comic. I'm going to be like this huge Steve Martin type star in a lot of movies. If you showed that 25-year-old, me at 45, sitting with women and helping them through their feelings, he'd be like, what the hell? Like I'd be, I became everything I make fun of. Yeah. And like, it turns out that the life God wants for me yeah. was totally different. And yeah. that included getting to meet you. And d- dude, think about that. You said that our, when I called you guys the first time and wanted to do an event, that money went to you going to Ukraine, right? Yes. So yeah. now me following the calling that showed up for me when I was like 32 and moving into this frequency included the support of the hidden war docuseries and the rescuing of the kids in Ukraine. I had no idea of that. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And so you get all these things that you couldn't see because the only thing you can see is based on what you've seen so far. Right. And so that's why the life God wants for you is so much more profound than the life you want. Because it's like the life I want would have been I'm still doing stadiums as a comic or whatever and probably depressed on the road. I wouldn't be the dad of my daughter who's six years old, Vivi. I'd be a totally different story but it would be in the same timeline from 20 years ago, and I'd probably be all calcified in, in an egoic construct and right. slightly bitter or whatever. I mean, it'd yeah. be great to be a comic, but what I'm doing now is just this unfolding of clouds breaking and higher and higher and higher. And so following the life God wants, this dialogue you're having, it's just more and more making sure you follow God. Yeah. And that that's how I move. I literally feel feeling like, okay, I'm in on this or no on this. Right. One rule I have is a way that I have a measurable no. Do you ever have plans with someone and then you hope that they cancel? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. If you have that plan, that's your ego hoping they cancel so you don't have to let them down. But I always say, okay, do I hope they cancel? Then I just cancel. Because right. that's God saying cancel. Yes. Right? But the people pleasers letting them do it. Right. But they might be even thinking the same thing. Right. Right? So I have a rule. Like, if I hope they cancel, another one is the coin flip. I always go, okay... Like, have you ever had it where you're like, do you want Mexican tonight or Chinese? And then you go, oh, let's flip a coin. And in the air, you're like hoping it's Chinese. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Because in that moment, you let go and let faith do it, but you could hear what you want. Right. So that's how I hear God, right? Like, it's like a way. It's like, I hear that the higher is that. You You ever want advice from someone, but you ask someone that you know will give you the specific answer you hope? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to let go of this. There was a time where I wanted to let go of this agency. There was a huge agency, but I felt this faith going big. I could have called other comics with the agency. They would have talked me into staying because they're all with the agency. I asked my grandma, my grandma who literally like left being an entertainer and, and started meditating and went talked about Ascension. Why did I ask her? Because I know she'd give me permission to let go of it. Right. These Amazing. are ways I can tell it's God telling yeah. me. That's a, those are three wow. examples of a highest, Amazing. right? 
So, you know, not, not a lot of people go, yeah, then God told me. That's how you're talking. That's because you're connected to yeah. it, right? And the key is to somehow keep that. It's a daily, it's a daily battle, like for me at least, yeah. to get up and reconnect and reconnect and reconnect. Kyle, I could talk forever. Totally. You got your family. My family's you. waiting for me. But man, this is awesome. And I hope other people watch this, watch the other one. And I hope we, everybody needs this. The world is getting darker and darker, and I really think like we, we've tapped into some some really profound solutions. And I thank you because you really have changed my life in ways that I helped me see things I, I couldn't see. And I'm I am gonna take you up on. You told me I could call you anytime. Oh, dude, I'm right here, man. I'm honored to hear from you, man. And it's it's so it's just it's liberating every time. I feel so much. I came in here. You saw me disheveled, pissed. You saw it, and I told you some things happening, and I'm already feeling resolved, you know, and feeling. It's the and so, that's the truth. Thank you. I one time had a friend tell me I was feeling some painful stuff, and I had a friend tell me just send the best text. She said anything that you're feeling that sucks isn't true. It's just she goes. You're only re-, no. She said this. The only reason you're feeling pain is because you believe something that's not true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was just so easy. You're just believing something that's not true. Yeah. Because everything is too good to be false. Right. <laughs> right? The truth is so good. Yeah. It's miraculous and amazing. It is. And it's doing things that you don't mentally understand based on how you've seen life so far, but it's taking you there, brother. Amazing. Where can people go to learn more about your program and get involved? It's so, you want to know something so funny? I literally was like, do you want me to plug the membership site? And it said, it said no, and, but hold on. Like, it was like a highest, I was like, I'm just going to let the flow of this. But then you asked. Yeah. So God's like, now do it. Okay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> right? <laughs> we have a membership site that is really special. It's called the Absolutely Everything Pass because it's all of the sessions, all, your entire event that you did, every event that I've ever done, over a thousand hours of content, along with live calls where I do a guided meditation on Sunday a live call on Wednesday, and then we do a thing called hot seat. People literally going through stuff can come on, and I do a hot seat with them like we did with you and shift them. And you'll see how in one call, whether you're watching someone's hot seat or you come on and do a hot seat with me, it literally how one call can change your entire reality. Yes. I mean, there's so many- I can attest. Yeah. I've been in the hot seat and every time, actually three times. Yeah. It's been three That's true. Times. We've done three. And, and I just want to keep doing more. It's it's transformational, well, truly. Thank you, man. Well, we so it's check this out. It's seven ninety five for a year, or seventy nine a month. But I'm gonna make a password for if anyone wants to get it for a year for two ninety nine. They wow. can type in Ballard. Awesome, do it. We'll make a and, and I'm telling you, one of the biggest comments about the membership site. There's thousands of people on it now. Is it's so expensive not to have it. Because the amount of decisions that you make from a higher frequency that stop you from going through chaotic things, yeah. having to oh, yeah. you know get addicted, spend money on it, I want you to picture that grabbing it, which is now two ninety nine for a year, so it's like twenty two bucks a month. Just don't grab a case of Budweiser and just <laughs> join me, and watch as it raises your frequency and it changes. I and mean, then if you liked this talk, it's a constant ongoing thing. We bring different guests on. You've been on it, but. It's it's live calls too. So I'm talking about what's going on in the time. Yeah. And you can come on and do a hot seat and shift with me. But there's a backlog of a thousand hours of past events 
and all of our live events and courses and everything that we used to charge like two grand for, it's all in there. So for $299, you have a year on the Absolutely Everything Pass. It'll make your money back. I promised so much. Type in Ballard into the code. And and where do they go first? Oh, duh. Go to absolutelyeverything.tv. Absolutelyeverything.tv. Or they, if right. they can't find it there, they can go to myname.com, which is kylecease.com. Perfect. And we'll put a link on the show. Guys, I highly recommend it, truly. I, I promise you, I'm not getting paid to do this, <laughs> nor would I try to, because it truly has changed my life. So, mm-hmm. Kyle, thank you so much. I love, love you, brother. You, brother. Love you guys. We're in this together. See you guys next time at the Tim Ballard Podcast. Ooh.